Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Makes me make me fighter. Welcome back on Fight Club. So excited to be here with Susan and you lovely ladies this morning. So we'll just kind of go through the brief rundown of what Fight Club is, what we're here to offer for you and um, jump right into some round robin with Susan. So as you know, Fight Club is a group of industry experts and we work in specific areas of the industry. So we like to talk on marketing, finance, systems, and then people people slash culture. So as we go through each one of these areas today with Susan, really think about which one's resonating with you the most, and which one you can move the needle forward in your business. It, we try to make it as much of a casual conversation as possible, but we do like to hold you accountable as well and make sure you are moving your business forward after listening to our show each week. So as we go around and do some um, introductions real quick, then we'll jump again into the round robin and go from there. So my name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband, and I've been in marketing for about six years now. Super excited to say welcome back to Fight Club and welcome Susan. Can we have a brief introduction from you as well? Uh, yes, my name is Susan Stalker and I own Susan's Green Cleaning in Seattle. Awesome. Awesome. We're so excited to have you, Susan. Uh, and we're just, this is going to be really fun. I can't wait. Um, my name is, my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners uh, to live more financially rewarding lives. Um, and I also own Likes Accounting Company. It's a full service accounting firm where you can outsource all of your accounting tasks to my team. And I am the co-owner of Jeff Likes Windows and Gutters in Northern California with my husband, Jeff. And I'm happy to be here. Welcome to Fight Club. Thank you. <laughs> and I am Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and you can outsource your front and back office tasks to us, whether it's calls, emails, chats, or anything else, we can absolutely handle it all on multiple CRMs, and um, we are super excited to see you again, and happy to have you in Fight Club, Susan, so welcome. And I'm Martha Woodward, and um, I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software, and I have a culture membership called Culture First. And I also own a maid service in a neighboring state in Oklahoma. So uh, welcome to Fight Club, Susan. And thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. So. All right. Tay's going to hit you with some marketing questions. <laughs> hit me. I am. I'm really, <laughs> really excited to talk to you, Susan, about how you have the largest cleaning company in Seattle, which is incredible absolutely amazing and what i want to talk about is really the branding behind that how have with branding i should say to start it's really about building that image and building that company presence within the community and then recognizing who you are through that branding so for you what was really the most important piece in kind of getting started when before you became the largest so before we got to that point what piece of branding was the most important to you when getting that started? It was really important for me to be identified with two things. Um, being identified with green cleaning, which is huge in Seattle. It's a great market for it. Um, and quality. So those two things I really wanted to link together. A lot of people still, despite it being in the Northwest where it's very 
liberal. It's a very liberal place. People are progressive. People are really into sustainable practices, but they still, a lot of them had the idea that green couldn't be clean, you know, that you need strong mm. products. And by strong products, they thought that meant toxic products. And it, it does not translate right way at all. You just need good products that work. Um, so it was really important to me to get a good reputation for quality um, and for making sure that everything was cleaned really well, that somebody could not tell the difference if I cleaned with a green product um, or a toxic product, that they wouldn't know. Absolutely. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you built your foundation upon two pillars then. You built it upon the quality that you're build that you're providing through having green products that and like you said no one could be able to tell the difference because of that quality and that service that you bring so i find that amazing that you chose those two pillars one because most people that you ask about branding immediately go to oh i made sure my logo looked a certain way and i had certain <laughs> colors and i had certain things in my website and realistically that's Yes, that's a piece of it. I'm not, as a marketing person, I'm not going to deny that that's a piece of branding by no means. But the real foundations do come from the core values that you instill within your business that back up that branding and marketing. That's really the face value of it. So what people see and recognize the color schemes and all that good stuff. Um, so as far as then connecting those together, did you end up using, you know, I'm like a lot of green? Did you like the green? I mean, I know I briefly looked at a few things before I jumped on here, um, but color-wise, was that really important to you as well? It was hugely important for me. I really wanted green to be the only thing. Of course, you have to have contrasting colors. Um, but basically, when I had the logo design and the website designed, I said I definitely want it green and white um, because the white represents clean. You know, if you, most cleaning companies will have a, bat, a white background on their websites anywhere. You right. can just go check them out. They, they look really nice with the white background. Mm -hmm. um, and then we did the green. It looks really good. Um, I tried to do the, the website as well with lots of open space, so no clutter, um, if that makes sense, just so it gave oh, a really absolutely. nice, fresh, open feeling. Um, but the green was really key. I love that. Yeah, no, open space, I don't talk, actually, I probably haven't talked about that a lot, but and it, um, open space, white space, it actually gets used in both terms in the design world. And that's something a lot of business owners get afraid of. Um, they're like, oh, I need to fill this page up. I need all this information on there, you know, fill up my entire brochure, fill up my website. I want it completely, you know, jam-packed with information. But there is a beauty <laughs> in white space. There's a beauty in that. And in your case, the actual white color being used in the white space as well to show that purity and the clean that's coming through. So that's something I want people not to be afraid of. That's something you can take from the marketing piece today is one, build those pillars of how, those pillars of branding upon core values. Really link your design branding to those core values. So that way, you know, it's completely intersecting throughout any area of your business, but also take a look into some of your, you know, advertising, really see if you're using white space to your advantage because Susan's not overloading her website. She's not putting a ton of information that's not needed on there. The customers are getting what they need and they're being able to know, like, and trust her, which we've talked about on the show before, and be able to see that quality of service through the website as well, because it's clean, it's effective, and it's getting the customers exactly what they need. So I really appreciate um, kind of diving into that side of it. And I love that you were able to connect, excuse me, both the core values to your branding. That's something you don't really get to hear about too often. People aren't willing to connect that to their branding right away. 
So I really appreciate you taking that as your, you know, initial step in your, um, sort I'm looking for branding piece. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Thank you. And what a differentiator too, mm -hmm. right? I mean, your website is beautiful. I just had to go have oh, a little look yeah. and I'm going to drop it in the chat. Uh, <laughs> I'm a sucker for sunflowers. And also now I just want a lot of white space on my website. So pretty. Um, and I thought I was going to ask you a question that was kind of a follow-up question from last week. And then I was just on your website. And so now okay. you get to choose. <laughs> so, okay. I can uh, do both even. <laughs> or maybe both. Um, so I'm the one that talks about money and numbers. Okay. And I talk about why we should care about money and numbers. And everybody's like, well, yeah, of course I care. And I'm like, but at the end of the day, do you really care? Like, you should really care. And Susan, I have a feeling that you really care. I really um, care. So, yeah. so last week we had a guy who asked this about break-even point. And I felt badly because I did not catch it on the Fight Club. And so I thought, I, I remember a story where once upon a time, Martha gifted her daughter Delena a cleaning. Uh -huh. And it was a deep cleaning. And, and I felt like, based on what I heard from that whole thing, that you have a very good sense of your costs and you have a very uh -huh. good sense of how much you charge and how you charge. And I think that that is the key to success in home service is having a really good understanding of what are our costs and how much do we need to charge to make a job possible. Mm. Um, so, and I think there's a couple of funny stories about, and I, this is not about Delena, but I, I remember that was my first impression of your company. Um, and, and it was a really positive first impression. And after last week's comment, I think a lot of business owners struggle. So we could talk about how do we calculate a break-even point? And I know that's kind of putting you on the spot. So the other thing we could talk about is you have response of it on your website. And we could talk about setting up responsive it um, because we were just at the IWCA convention and we were talking, we were there with Kurt and we were talking to new people who had just signed up for responsive. And we were talking about like, how do you get a price book for your service business onto like into a software? Like how do you get it out of your head and out of your little estimate book and into a software? So which of those sounds more fun I, for you today? I can do I can do both. I would be okay. But it they took are me a, related a little bit. They are. They they actually are. It took me a very very long time to get a hold of my cost and my profit. And in the very beginning, I was very naive, and I did this job because I liked it. And there was a part of me that was I don't want to say stupid, but I'll say stupid. And uh, and I just said I don't want to know my exact numbers. It will take the fun out of it. That's how naive I was. I quickly learned that was not <laughs> how I really felt. <laughs> and, uh, and so I got to the bottom of it and I uh, just really started analyzing, what do I pay? I took all of my bank account statements. If I had known you at the time, I would have just hired you to look at it because you're awesome at that kind of stuff. But I took all of my bank statements, I took my payroll using QuickBooks, um, and I figured out every single little thing, figured our marketing, and I can talk more about what I spent on marketing later if you want to know and where I learned from that. Um, and I figured out our costs like to a T on that. Um, so that was really, really helpful. And that helped me with, with Martha <laughs> as well. Um, True. Yeah. Um, I feel like so break even point, that is the key to break even point, right? Is getting yeah. a good, strong handle on what are my fixed costs? What do I have to spend every single month before I serve anybody, right? Yes. And then figuring out, well, what are my variable costs? How much, mm -hmm. how many dollars do I have to spend to make a dollar? Hopefully less right. than a dollar, right? It, exactly. Um, and so any, yeah, any tips or tricks for that? And you're, so, uh, and if you're watching this, you're not in the cleaning industry, uh, percentages vary for variable costs. 
So it might cost you a little bit more in um, labor than it would in uh, pressure washing, for example. But um, these are just general rules. And I'll throw a formula in at the very end of the talk. But um, anything you want to give us advice if somebody's like, well, I don't even know what a variable, what, is, what does that even mean? You know, um, were there any like light bulb moments for you when you were looking at all of your numbers? When I was looking at all of my numbers, I realized how insane insanely over the top I was spending on my marketing. So this is good and bad. Um, the good part is that I did so heavily in my marketing at the very beginning, like after, you know, just, they think a year and a half, I was, I have it on billboards, backs of buses. I mean, I invested really heavily in marketing. It was a gamble, but it really paid off. And because I was everywhere in Seattle. And I continue to do that. Oh, I mean, I'm still on billboards and bus boards, but I backed off and I cut it probably by maybe 50%. But I could do it at that time because I was known everywhere already. Um, I had kind of just inundated all of Seattle with seeing me. And I know some people were sick of it, especially competitors. Um, but I think I did that. So I really, I aligned my brand with, with cleaning. <laughs> Um, with mm -hmm. with having the biggest company. I think that was important. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I love and that. So, and so um, then I was able to back off. Like we've quit AdWords completely. Like we don't even do AdWords mm -hmm. anymore. Ooh, wow. And what, what I'm hearing from you is I think really helpful for people listening is sometimes it can be really overwhelming when we're looking at costs. Sometimes there are a lot of numbers. There's too many numbers. So start with one and work on that one number. It sounds like Susan looked at maybe her biggest number and she started to find creative ways to bring that number down without hurting her business. And I know everybody loves spending money on marketing because it's sexy, but you just heard Susan say that she has the largest cleaning company in Seattle area and she doesn't spend a single dollar on AdWords. So it's doable. You just have to be intentional. And, um, and you have to know, you can't, it, what you first described is so common. People just put their head in the sand and they're like, I'm not going to look and I'm just going to have fun and I'm not going to take the fun out of it. And, um, and so this is a personal question, but is it still fun? It's so much fun. I love my job still. I really do love it. And I and feel like my little companies, my family, I mean, I'm really, really lucky that way. Sometimes, you know, in the cleaning business, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like other times, but right now they're my family. <laughs> yeah. It goes cool. up and down, but right now it's fantastic. Martha is like chomping over there. Uh, I can just see it. She wants to talk about your family, but we're going to go to systems first. Um, and we're going to talk to Michelle about systems. Thank you so much, Susan. I think that was really helpful and inspiring. Choose a number, work on that number. Don't keep your head in the sand and um, keep, keep going, keep building. So. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about the response a bit? Thanks, Megan. Oh, if you if you want. Oh well, yeah, Michelle, you could. Sure. Oh, yeah. My Michelle will love I it. Would, yeah. I would love to because yeah, we could do it. That's great. It changed yeah. my business. Um, I don't know if everybody knew whose Royce Art is, Royce mm -hmm. and Tamara, but they are mm -hmm. amazing and yep. Royce, oh, amazing. Royce <laughs> is awesome, and um, and he was trying to get me onto response a bit probably about two years before I did it. Um, and it's an interesting story, you know, Royce, Royce is always ahead of the game. And <laughs> do we, can I just brag on Royce for a minute? He gave a talk yep, with so his true. wife on a stage with Gary Vee last week. Oh, that's how cool Royce is. He's, 
He's the yeah, coolest. He is. Yeah. And, and Royce, <laughs> we're hanging out on the interwebs last week. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> years ago. Got me on Responsibid. Um, and he was the one that figured out all of my all of my numbers. I actually did not do that. Royce was the one that he said, "How much are you charging for this?" And he said, "How are you coming up with that figure?" And I basically said, "I don't I don't really know, but I know it works. It's in my head. It works." He took that <laughs> miraculously, and, he <laughs> and I mean, he's the one that came up with all the numbers. I didn't do it. So well, you Royce, you had. You have them, but he has a gift. I mean, that man has so many gifts. So many. So yes. many gifts. But yeah. um, that's yeah. wonderful that he helped you. And he and Tamara <laughs> together are amazing. They are. They are. Okay, so what, what um, people say that response is sometimes hard for recurring service. They say that sometimes no. it's hard. And so, so tell us about your experience with that. It, it wasn't and this hard. This is not a response to the commercial. Sorry, if you don't know it. Response that is, it's a sales system software that tags onto a CRM that helps you. This is their tagline, it's brilliant. Close more jobs at higher prices with less yes. effort. And I think Susan and Martha and Michelle and Tay and I all use it. So yep. we all love free it. Response to commercial because it's, it makes us all a lot of money. We all love it. Exactly what that did. Um, you know, we have a reputation for being one of the most, if not the most, um, I don't think it's true, but anyway, we have that reputation for being the most expensive company in the world. Um, and, but of course you get what you pay for, right? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. we used to have a lot of pushback on that. Like, oh my gosh, you're so expensive. You're like, we're really not because mm -hmm. here's what you're getting. Responsibility took all of that pushback out. And I don't know if it's just seeing it, you know, in black and white there on the page, here's what it is, you know, but it took it all out. We don't get that anymore. Not like we used to. We don't yeah. get people trying to bargain on the price like they did. It's just there. You can either accept it or reject it, um, or you can modify your service because it gives three different options as well. You know, you don't have to pick, well, mine does. You don't have to pick the most expensive thing out there. You can customize well, and it's, it. It's qualifying your leads for you, Susan. So basically, you're not having to spend admin time talking to people who are not interested in the quality of service that you're offering. <laughs> or right. the green service that you're offering. It's qualifying it for them. And then you're competing against yourself with those three packages. Exactly. Oh, you don't it's, like that price? Well, here's another price. Do you want this price? <laughs> it is amazing. We yeah. were able to cut one True. whole office person because of that, because all we were doing all day long was giving wow. estimates. So it, wow. it has changed so much. It's been amazing. Wow. Love it. I don't, I don't them, know if we've ever talked about- Follow up. Yeah, keep going. It's just, it's amazing. You can, and you can program it like I have, because I always have a, my mentality is that I will not give up. If you were interested in cleaning once, you're going to be later. You just don't know when. So, you know, I, it's true. I remind them, you know, at like six months, at a year, at a year and a half, at two years, three years, four years, five years, I go all the way up to eight years right now. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, wow. Right. <laughs> I love you that. that orange bus, you're going to have it again. <laughs> That's brilliant, Susan. And then it's, in the meantime, you're hitting them with like buses and billboards. Right. And emails, right? Right. So you're always there in their head. Brilliant. I love that. Wow. I don't think we've ever talked about responsive that nicely or like I mean we always talk nicely but just, uh, <laughs> thank you thank you for doing yeah. that because it's a true testimony and testament to 
um, you know, replacing an entire office. Person. Now I know Michelle's brain's just going. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop yes. talking and let Michelle's no, brain go, but I'm going to thank you for that, Susan. Um, and we'll put a link into that uh, in the chat as well. Yeah, for responsive bit, absolutely. Hi, Susan. I uh, was perusing your website to get prepared for today. And I got to talk to you about your task blocks. This is the coolest idea I think I've seen on a cleaning company's website. Um, and in terms of systems, it really speaks to me because I'm sure it was grown out of pain, right? People overdoing things or people delivering additional services in the field, and then you're not getting paid for it. So how did you come up with this idea? And tell me how it works in your company, because I love it. <laughs> it. The idea is actually brilliant, but it's not me. It's Roy's art. <laughs> so <laughs> the task block idea was Roy's art. And beautiful. <laughs> and it is fantastic. So love what it. you do when you set your own price, is that you do a 15 minute task block you could do. And this is fantastic because it sets your customers up right in the very beginning for knowing what you do and what you don't do. So if you can see on the website for the response of it, it says task blocks, picking up toys, organizing. So right there, you've already set the stage and you've set expectations yeah. um, for what your cleaning includes. Um, it's fantastic. Dishes, task block. Laundry, task block. <laughs> You know, it's wonderful. And people will choose task blocks just say if they wanted to, I mean, you can use it for anything. Do they want a shower curtain put up? Sometimes they'll ask the cleaning technician, hey, can you real quick, everything's real quick. Can you real quick put the shower curtain up yeah. for me? You know, my hands have got arthritis or whatever. Yes, we totally want to do that for you because we like to take care of our customers, but we have to include that in either your estimate or our time today. Next time at a task block and we've got it for you. Wow, that's epic. So if they get asked in the field, your text, do they refer back to the office to do it that day or do they add it the next visit? How does they that work? ask that us that day um, and we use Voxer to communicate okay. between our team. So they box the office awesome. and we either say, you know, yes, we can do it or no, we can't. And then we quickly, we'll either usually send a text or just call the customer just to confirm. Okay, yep. that's epic. I love that. Okay, so you use Voxer. That was my next question is how do you communicate with your text in the field? Because a lot of people have are still using texting or some people are using Slack. So how is Voxer used in your company? How do you like it? Uh, we love Voxer. Voxer is just fantastic <laughs> for us. Um, you can communicate with everybody. You can do group messages. Just say you have your whole team. You want to tell everybody Hey, you guys have done great this week. Look at all your, your QDS scores. You know, here's a snippet of it. You can send it to everybody. Everybody feels awesome. You can send it just one-to-one. -one. You can have inner office. You have little groups. It is amazing. And what's really nice about it in the field um, from a business point of view is that when it buzzes, um, your employee has a very distinct ring and you know it means business. It's not a text blip, I don't yeah. know how to describe the sound, but you can tell it's kind of like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> and so, you know, and we always have them. It. Yeah. And so that's fantastic. But yeah, we definitely do get clearance for that. And we do it through Voxer. And then one other question is every, okay, awesome. That's great. And then one other question, everybody loves how responsive bid flows into their CRM. What CRM do you use to run this big operation because that's also something people are always looking into you mean jobber uh-huh yeah we use jobber. so you use jobber we love jobber yeah okay we beautiful really nice 
But of course, great. we haven't tried great. anything else. Great. That's far. awesome. I am <laughs> good, good. I know. I That's what I thought. Um, but task blocks, I think, were my very favorite thing. And implementing them as a system in your business, I think, is so beneficial because it's just additional income and you've made it easy for the customer and you've made it easy for your business to put it into a system. So right. I love it. That's all I had was task blocks. Thank you. Can I say one more thing you about may. the task that's great for, for everybody out Please. there in the cleaning industry is that if someone tries to give you you know, I don't know, a hard time about it, but that should be included. You can always refer them back to the estimate too. So that it's kind of just a non, yeah. you know, it's there and it's always been there and there's usually the time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. It's beautiful. Okay, on to Martha. Thank you. Okay, Susan. You know, we've been going about a year with Fight Club every week. And I promise you that I've never asked this question. But uh, I know you were, I'm not going to say slow to adopt quality driven, but you, I, I, if I remember correctly, you were a little hesitant and I'm sure it was Royce that talked you into that. Yes. And then once you, and this is the other thing I remember is once you started using quality driven, you were like a raving fan and you have talked about how it has influenced your culture. And like I say, Huge. I promise I've never, I've never asked this. This isn't, <laughs> you know, I promote every week or anything, but um, I want to hear how it has influenced your culture, the good and the bad. It has been amazing, huge game changer. Um, when, when we first started, we always have had really high scores, but we were seeing threes and fours sometimes, which surprised me. And that's the four star, that's the feedback you get from the customer. And that surprised me. And I remember we were in an airport and I'm like, Royce, I was there Royce and Tamara. I said, Royce, look at this. These are threes and fours. He goes, oh, don't worry, they're gonna go up. And boy, did they, when the cleaning technicians start being able to see their scores from the customers, oh my gosh, it makes them, it makes them excited. They see that they are appreciated by people. We'll get notes. This person did a great job today. So nice to have in the house, this and that. I don't know if, if you can go look at our scores, Martha, we basically get all fives. That's yeah, what we get now. Great. It didn't start that way, but it is that way now. And we give everybody, every cleaning technician has permission to see everybody else's score. So it's just been amazing. I'll tell you a super cute story. We had, I think I told you about this one more because it was so cute. We had this cleaning technician who got a four. Now that's not a bad score, right? But she right. wanted a five. And she went through all the scores to see what this customer has given previously. And then she saw that this customer had given a five to someone else. And she texted me, she says, I want to get a five like Carlos did. And I thought that I <laughs> this is how it works. And yeah. it is just awesome. I mean, it is great. And we attach the bonuses um, to that. So that's also a huge incentive because the, if someone, you know, is, is ready to get on out of that house and they realize they maybe forgot to shine a certain part of them or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they forgot something. Yeah. 
in the back of their head, that quality bonus is attached to that score. They're going to go back and do it. They're not going to risk a whole week's, we pay weekly, a whole week's bonus because of five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. do you have like a, a bonus that says if you have a quality score above a certain level, then you get X amount of bonus? Yeah. We yeah, do. Um, if you have, if you have all four and five stars, you get a $3 an hour bonus. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Three or below, you don't get it. Okay. Yeah. Love it. What do we call that, Martha? A culture of excellence? Is that what, is that what that's called? It's, it's just yeah. been. <laughs> that's wow. great. Yeah. Well, and I do. I just kind of remember when you first started and you, you felt like you already had really high quality, which I'm sure you did. So you didn't, you know, you didn't really get how that was going to help and I'm sure you were thinking is it worth the trouble and all those kind of things but uh yeah I you know even for me I, I was very surprised I, about I really how much really well. what's that Okay. Um, one more thing before we go, Susan, I want to talk about your recruitment ad. Now I've not seen it, but I have a feeling it's really good. So, Hope so. <laughs> tell me. That part's not Royce, so I'm not going to be telling. <laughs> that is from Royce or no? No, it's not. It's not. I was oh, going to say okay. it's not, so it might not be that great. I'm just <laughs> um, tell us about your recruitment ad and what are your strategies behind that ad? Um, my biggest strategy up front, well, <laughs> if you ask me today, my biggest strategy is saying finding a breathing person, but normally it would be um, <laughs> that I want to weed out every single person who doesn't have the same, I don't know, like disposition as we do. We're known for being real sweet. We're just, we're nice. We're, say we're a nice little company. We're kind. You know, the kind of people that we hire, I like to think would be the kind that stop on the side of the road to help you if you had a flat tire. So I try to weed out anybody I think is not, you know, that same mean as we are. So I do really focus on that. We're a nice group of very sweet, kind, compassionate people. Um, and that's worked really well for us. So that's the, the biggest one on the whole. Again, the market's so tough right now. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's rough. <laughs> We're, we might have to lower the standards on that a little bit, but, uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, but I want to put that in there. Um, and I basically, I really try to impress that we're known for quality, that you have to be someone that really tries to take care with how you're doing. things. Yeah. Yeah. And of course I put all the benefits that we provide and everything else, you know, the health insurance, all that. And that, that's really, you know, important to a lot of people, especially out here. Uh, Roy says this is one he copied from you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, which is so cute. <laughs> Royce, we're fangirling over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so when people come in, do you ask, do you all ask what made them apply? And because I'm sure you do ask some form of that question. And do you have a sense of 
what triggered them to apply from that ad? Um, now, shoot, I wish I had Allison here with me because Allison's doing all the interviewing these days. But I can tell you what I overhear her asking. Yeah. Um, she does ask them what made them apply. If they say the money, <laughs> which a lot of times they, they do, um, she right. automatically thinks they're probably, they might not be that great of a fit if that's all they're interested in. But if they have read about the company, if they answer and say, well, what made me do it is I've read about your company. I read the reviews. I like the way you guys operate. That sounds good to us. No, but it yeah. definitely has to be something more than, than money. It has to be something that they, you know, they like taking care of people. You know, they love cleaning. Um, it's always kind of a red flag if they find cleaning relaxing or zen um, or if they're OCD. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by OCD, I don't mean the, the literal, you know, mental illness. I mean that they say they're OCD on cleaning, um, which can often yeah. translate to spending an hour on a day. It sure can. Mm. <laughs> it sure can. <laughs> oh, um, that's interesting. You know, I heard a few weeks ago, I heard somebody say they use this as an interviewing question. And you made me think of it when you talked about stopping at the side of the road mm -hmm. to help somebody. Um, I, and I think I'm going to put this in my interviewing questions, but it's a, it's, it's a question about when you have a shopping cart and you're, the, the shopping cart stall is quite a ways from your car, what do you do? And, and so, oh, that's you know, good. It's good. It's uh, the root of the question is, is are you, are you that kind of person who's going to be conscientious and no matter what, because I know we all, I, I certainly had that situation where I'm sitting there going, Oh my gosh, it's freezing cold. And I it's, hope. you know, a long way, <laughs> way, way over I, there. I, they hire people to come get these. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you, if you're conscientious and you're part of the environment, part of, you know, it, you feel it's your duty to put it back, you're going to go put it back. And uh, I thought that was a really cool that question. So good. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think it'd be like a lot of the questions where they might tell you that, but that pause and that, you know, looking away, you know, all those things are kind of, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I thought I'd share that because uh, that sounds like your culture as well. That's, that's true. Yeah. So, well, um, I like that. You could always up as a as a trap and say there's no right or wrong answer there are benefits to both no right. <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah but yeah i think it says a lot about character so anyway um terry weaver says martha do people really leave their shopping carts yes <laughs> yes sherry they do come to south florida and you will see it everywhere sherry <laughs> <laughs> All of the parking lots. It's a nightmare. Oh, man. Yeah. Believe it or not, in Kansas, we don't see it that much. People but uh, they're really lazy. Isn't Sherry yeah. from Canada? 
it aren't like I feel like that's typical Canadian that you put away your shopping cart like they're friendly and nice and good do-gooders okay sorry (laughs) all right um okay well we could go on about culture all day long um anybody out there have any questions for Susan and uh and Susan I have this is not related to culture but I have a question about back to response a bid. What kept you from biting the bullet? Like what kept you from having online booking on your website? Because you mentioned how it, um, you mentioned like how you didn't have to deal with the people trying to cut prices and blah, blah, blah anymore. But so many people won't put online booking on their website because they think that it's going to kind of cheapen their services and they think that they won't be able to convert as well. Oh, it's, it's absolutely the opposite. <laughs> um, but here's the funny thing. I actually did have an online booking system before and I still went. Oh, okay. I had paid developers to do my own online booking. Um, wow. Yeah, and, and I still went to response a bid. So, and my booking system was was actually pretty good, but what it what it lacked was the different options for the packages, and and you can't if you paid someone to build something, you're going to be spending hundreds and hundreds, probably a million dollars to get this. However, you know what I'm saying? It had that. Even my dinky little system was in the thousands and thousands of dollars, um, and it didn't have the follow up. It didn't. There are just way too many things with responsibility. Plus. It gives you numbers the way I had had it before as well as I had had, you know, we estimate this number of hours, it's this price. We don't do that anymore. It doesn't say hours. It just has the pricing, um, the different packages. It looks incredibly professional. The way that it's put together, you can't really argue with it. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's just no arguing with it. It's there. You either accept it or reject it. It converts like crazy. If it doesn't convert that day, it will convert in a couple of days because the reminders keep coming keeps coming back. You don't forget about it. You know, a lot of times I will get an estimate for something and I get so busy with something else. I'm, I'm out of there. I've forgotten who I've even gotten quotes from, but yeah, lots of it keeps on you. Hey, you put an estimate in and your house is getting dirtier. Doesn't really say that. Hey, Susan, would you mind sharing your, like, later um would you mind sharing your recruitment ad and we'll share it in the fight club group absolutely absolutely you can also just google susan's green cleaning jobs if anyone else out there wants to go look at it okay all right you make it so easy so easy royce just said it responsible does not have feelings does not it totally does it doesn't have feelings that's good i love that good one all right, are we ready for homework? Are we ready for some uh, accountability? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, if you're just joining us now, I'll kind of review again. We do assign homework and all four of us and Susan included, if you would like to, you can absolutely sure. assign homework. Um, please just pick one. If you're really ambitious and you wanna go for all four, go for it, but we will hold you accountable in the group. So. Um, as far as homework wise, we recommend just picking one. So that way you're really moving the needle forward in that specific area of your business and 
reason being that's mainly what spoke to you today. So we'll go around and same order we went in before. So marketing homework, Susan talked immensely about building the foundation of your branding upon the pillars of your core values. And that's something that if you haven't taken time to really establish in your business, I highly recommend starting there. But if you already have established core values, and I would like you to see how your branding is reflecting your core values. Are they interconnected? Are you able to see that quality in Susan's case and um, green products, and again, in Susan's case, are very prevalent throughout her entire branding? You go on her website, you know that those two things you're for sure going to get from her service. So if, you know, um, on time arrival is something for you. I know it's kind of an off the wall one. If that's one of your core values, how is that being presented through your marketing, your branding? So if you don't have core values, that's where you're going to start. If you do have them, I want to know how they're connected together with your branding for the marketing side of things. Ooh, I'm going to do your homework this week, Kay. That's a good one. Um, Susan, we're going to save you for the last, unless you've got something ready, but usually we save that way because you'll get inspired and you'll get an idea. Um, uh, not that you're not already inspired. In fact, I actually already know it. Was very, oh, well then, then go, please go. Okay, good. So I'm not totally ready, so okay, cool. <laughs> I need Thank to be inspired. You. Thank you, <laughs> um, so mine is this, because actually Martha made me think of it. Um, is that I truly thought, I mean, I thought we were super awesome um, before we got the QDS. I really did. I thought, you know, we're, we're five-star all the way. Do, are you, are you really five-star? <laughs> That's it. And how do you know? Mm. I one. love it. That's so good. Like so that. good. Um, Wow. Martha inspired Jeff to get to the five-star culture of excellence. Um, and so he added a bonus program for if you get all five stars over the course of the week. So normally it's like a quality score average, but he added like an extra kicker. If you got all five stars trying to like up the ante to get them to really want to be five-star service. Um, that's great. Okay. For finance homework, I I want to talk about, and I don't know, like, this is where I'm struggling. Like, I don't know how to make this a tangible homework assignment, but we're going to try. I'm just going to talk it out. Um, I want you to figure out a way to price with confidence. And that sounds way simpler than it is. I feel like it, it involves getting to know your break-even point and building in a profit margin. So in the group, I'm going to put the formula for determining your break-even point and building in that profit margin. Um, but then it, the second part, the second phase of that is putting it into a price book where you're not going to be negotiated with a client. They, they have nothing to do with your cost. They have nothing to do with your profit margin. And if they are not your That's ideal right. client, there are more ideal clients out there. So I think my homework this week is going to be around finding a system to start building confidence around your pricing. Because Susan said very proudly, and I was very proud of her, that she's often considered the most expensive cleaning company in Seattle. And that doesn't hurt her feelings anymore because she knows her cost <laughs> and she knows her culture. And I did just Google yeah. Susan's green cleaning jobs and I saw her starting pay and she is offering a living wage in the Seattle area and she has a culture of excellence. So you can get there, but you've got to price with confidence. And so that, that's my homework assignment for this week. And Susan, if you want to help make that more tangible, I am all ears because I know that's a big task. <laughs> Maybe hire Royce Ard. Royce, are you available for hire? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, where's Royce? <laughs> where's Royce? 
That, okay, that and my home. Oh, I, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's okay, and <laughs> my homework this week is to look at price blocks or task blocks in your business. Every single one of us that owns a service business has some sort of upsell or some sort of thing that we should be putting on our website in black and white, in plain English with the financial piece there. Um, and if you're working with Responsibit or not, those things should be on your website as additional services. And it's super clear and easy. So I love it. I've been told by my business coach, I need to do it for my business. So I'm actually gonna work on this homework this week too. So um, I love it. And that's what I'm gonna ask everybody to do. All right. And then my homework is going to be what, kind of accountability do you have for your employees in your business? So Susan talked about the way that they sign in and see their scores and they can look at other people's scores. And all that is, is transparency, which then holds your employees accountable. And if you have a great culture, because this is what I hear a lot is, well, you know, that it's kind of pitting people against each other. It's not if you have a great culture, you know, um, where you're building each other up instead of vying against each other. So think about, and it doesn't have to be quality, you know, it can be other things, but think about how you hold your employees accountable and how that drives better performance. That's a good one. Okay, and this week's quote, I'll do this week's quote. And it's kind of green and sweet. And I think it goes along with the theme for today. And it is, um, we do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. So it's a Native American proverb. So make sure that you're always doing the right thing. Yeah, and being sweet. I love that that term about your, your employees and your culture. I thought that was awesome. So and awesome. you had something That's all cool I've got on your quote. She had something cool on her website about an ethics award, torch award for ethics from the BBB. Like not only Ooh, green, yeah. but you're also ethical and you hire nice people. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it's great stuff. Royce, Thank you, Susan. Oh. Real quick, I know this is oh. last second, but Royce just said that he would love to find two to three owners to coach. So Royce Ooh. is out there right now. It's in black and white. They, he said, they're all there are all Susan's ideas. We just made them better. That was also what he put as well. Oh. He's, he's very modest and, and liar on that. <laughs> <laughs> They are voices, a hundred percent, but he cannot go wrong. He will change your business. Wow. So will that's success, a... So will responsibility. So will knowing your numbers. It's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> great. All right. Thanks so much, Susan. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having me. Thank you, Susan. Have Bye, a great everybody. week, everybody, and keep fighting out there, okay? See you next Tuesday. Go fight. Okay, see ya. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.